Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Well, today's episode, we're going to take a close look at high net worth individuals, you know, those who have accumulated significant wealth and they face unique challenges and opportunities when planning for retirement. And unlike the average person, their financial considerations go beyond the basics. So we're going to explore the distinct challenges, strategies, and factors that come into play when securing a comfortable and prosperous retirement. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Welcome into the Money Night Podcast. Glad to have you. I'm Ben George. He's Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies. Wade, what's happening today? Not a whole lot. Getting ready to head on the road this weekend to go to Fayetteville for another homecoming. Go watch those Razorbacks. Get a must-win game. Ben must win. I love it. Do you still get excited every time you get back there? Of course. Yeah, man. Got to call the hogs. <laughs> there you go. You never called them on the show, Wade. Maybe I'll have to get you to do that one time. Yeah, maybe we'll do a, do that sometime. In the right really, circumstances. Would, exactly. Maybe if we win one. <laughs> get, get an SEC championship, we'll get you calling the hogs. Yeah, okay. There you go. Uh, well, we got a good show coming up. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about high net worth individuals. If you have questions, chatwithwade.com is the easiest way to get on uh, Wade's calendar. You can pick a time that works for you. It's got all the availability right there, and you can find the, the time that fits best with your own schedule. Again, chatwithwade.com. Wade, we talk about high net worth individuals. Let's start with just defining that because before we get into the issues and the challenges, people are probably asking, am I a high net worth individual? What do I need to, what level, what uh, what amount of money and assets do I need to reach to become and be classified as a high net worth individual? Mm-hmm. So how would you define it? Well, I would say in general, the general definition that we use is if you've got between, you know, over a million dollars of investable assets and you've got a fairly complicated situation. Or maybe you don't have a million dollars of investable assets, but you've got a high income, got a lot of moving parts. Uh, that'd be another way to consider. There's no perfect definition. I would usually I would just say a million to ten gets you kind of would classify as high net worth. Ten and over might be you could even call it ultra high net worth. You know, fifty million and over. I mean, there's different levels. I would just say if you got a million dollars or more, you're probably the, I would call that a high net worth. Individual. Now, of course, we've talked about this before, Ben. In the world, it doesn't take much at all to become be right. high net worth. But in the United States, where a vast majority of the world's wealth is held, a million or more, I think, would qualify. Now, you may have a million dollars and have a very not a very sophisticated situation, but I would say if you've got a million dollars or more and you've got a sophisticated situation, lots of moving parts, then that would fit my definition of high net worth. Okay. And would you also agree that there is um, some, I guess, more specialized situations you got to work through than you do with regular earners? Oh, def- I mean, with wealth, you know, everybody th- thinks, oh, I, I want to be wealthy and, you know, have a lot of assets and and that's okay. But with that comes more responsibility and more complexity. So yes, I definitely think that. Okay. We're going to talk through some of these situations then and, and kind of help you understand you know, what, what areas, if you reach this level or if you're in this level and haven't really gotten into your planning a whole lot yet, well, first you probably should go ahead and start doing that, but we want to kind of make you aware of some of these things. So let's start with some of the complexities, Wade, that, uh, okay. that these people face. Well, one of them is the fact that sometimes that means you may have a more diverse portfolio. Maybe you have different types of assets. Maybe you own a company. Maybe you have um, various real estate holdings. 
maybe even private equity investments. I think one of the issue or problems, I guess you could say, is when you get into the high net worth world, you got a lot of people that want to talk to you about, you know, outside investments, alternative investments. A lot of times that can get us into trouble. So we tend to overcomplicate our situation sometimes. But I'd say a lot of times if you got that high net worth, you probably have more than someone who just has a bank account, maybe a 401k. You've got IRAs, you may have Roth IRAs, you may have, um, like I said, real estate investors. It just tends to be a little bit more complex and take a little bit more time and effort to manage. So that's that's the first one I'd say. Okay. Well, I know taxes have got to be a big part of this too, right? Because as you earn more, I know that uh, that creeps up that tax bracket and things get more complicated, especially as you have exposure to capital gains taxes and estate taxes. There's a lot that goes into this part of the planning, right? Right. Taxes is definitely a big part. I mean, when you think about the, we break it down into four areas of wealth management, wealth enhancement, which is helping you grow your money and reduce taxes, wealth protection, wealth transfer, things like that. One of those obviously is taxes. And and of course, the most obvious one is income tax, but then you have capital gains tax, then you have the Obamacare tax, and you have all, all these different types of taxes that may come into play. And estate taxes, although it hasn't been a big issue for a lot of people with the exemption amounts being so high in 2026, that could change and more people could be subject to that. So something that we're having more and more discussions about. So yeah, definitely taxes and doing tax. And we've talked about this. We've had a whole podcast on this, Ben, the difference between tax planning and tax prep. Tax planning is when you look at your situation in a given year and you decide, hey, I'm going to do these things and these things based on the information I have. Instead of just putting together the return, what can we do to minimize taxes, not only for today, but for the future? So definitely taxes is another one. All right, we're going through the high net worth planning and some of the differences and strategies that come with that and complexities as well. If you have questions for Wade, again, chatwithwade.com or go to chessmanwealth.com as well. Estate planning. This would be an obvious one, I think, for most people is you have more that you need to pass along, but you know, you probably want to have more control over that as you as you build up assets too, right? So so what goes into the estate planning piece of this? Well, everybody needs an estate plan, obviously, but as we acquire more wealth, it maybe require more complex concepts. Instead of just a basic will, you know, you might consider a trust. You might consider, as I mentioned earlier, with state taxes becoming an issue, there may be some planning that you do inside your estate plan to help protect against that. So again, it's just one of those things as, as things get more complex, it's possible your estate can plan could get more complex. If you own properties outside of, you know, in multiple states, just things like that could come up and you got to make sure you have it planned for and not only your estate, but make sure your beneficiaries match up with everything. We talked about that on previous podcasts. So definitely estate planning, not just the your basic wills and things, but all the other things that go around with it to make sure you have your all your ducks in a row. All right. I know, uh, you know, they're the old saying, more money, more problems, right? And liabilities. Yeah, I mean, definitely. <laughs> liabilities come with that, right? You just have a bigger target on your back when you have more assets. That's right. I mean, you. one of the things we talk about is what's what's one of the risks to people's plans not working out? And one of those is you get sued. Um, we're in litigious society. 
And if you, you or maybe one of your young drivers is driving down the road and gets in an accident and someone uh, were to pass away or, you know, you could be found liable for that. And you want to make sure that you have plenty of coverage to protect against that. You, there may be some other things that you want to do as well to protect your assets. Um, if you own, say, a, uh, a ranch and you have some li- potential liability there, maybe the idea is to own that ranch in a separate LLC. There's different things you can do, but you just want to make sure that you have adequate protection. And what I find a lot of times is people that are just your everyday millionaire next door type of people that, you know, they didn't live high on the hog. They just accumulated wealth slowly, the old fashioned way over time. They get to a point where they have significant assets and they don't realize that they have some potential risk out there because they don't think of themselves as being high net worth or having wealth. But it's important that we make sure that we at least look at that and put some adequate protections in place. All right. So those are some of the unique situations. Again, if you find yourself in this spot, log on chessmanwealth.com. You can always call them as well. 214-572-2120. I want to throw out a few myths that are out there too, when it comes to retirement okay. planning that, that actually hurt high, high net worth individuals. Um, the first one is that, you know, if you have a nice nest egg and a, a pretty high net worth, you don't really need to worry about withdrawal rate, right? It just, Hey, I've got enough money. I can just kind of pull out whatever I need to in retirement. Yeah, that's definitely a misnomer because regardless of how much assets that you have, you still want to be cognizant of how you're pulling it out, the methodology that which you're pulling it out from. Because even though you may have a large nest egg, it's possible you may be spending a little bit more. Now, if you're one of those folks that has, you know, plenty of money and you live really low, have a real low cost of living, then maybe you don't have to worry about it. But even so, you're still going to be subject to the risks of sequence of returns risk. And we did a podcast about this too, Ben, where, you know, how the returns come in can make a big difference. So having more money doesn't make it any easier and it actually can sometimes make it more complicated. Um, one of the things we try to do with high net worth individuals is as much as we can simplify their situation. So it's, we make these decisions a little bit easier, but you still need to be cognizant of it. Unless you just have, you know, like Ross Perot money. I think there was a story there where he had like a million dollars a month and just muni bond interest coming in. Hmm. That's someone who's in the upper stratosphere of wealth in the whole world. This is definitely something you still want to be careful about. All right. Another myth out there right now. Once your net worth hits a certain level, you don't also don't have to really worry about creating an income in retirement. Kind of the same thing. You just, again, you have enough money. doesn't really matter to you. Well, a lot of it depends on your lifestyle. You know, if you have a yeah. high net worth, you tend to spend a little bit more. You still need to adhere adhere to the basis of financial planning by bringing in more than you're spending. Um, so if you think about it too, a lot of high net worth folks have money that's maybe tied up in assets that aren't as liquid, or maybe they don't generate income. So you still need to have a income plan in retirement, regardless of your net worth. Kind of goes back to that, what we were talking about. You need a you need to worry about a sustainable withdrawal rate, but you also have to have a come up with a plan to make sure that you don't run out. Yeah. All right. One more with estate planning than a myth is, is concerned. Uh, there's, since there's plenty of money to go around, you don't really need an estate plan uh, when you get to a certain level. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I think it's just the opposite. I mean, yeah. The more you have, the more important it is to have one because 
if you, you know, look, here's the facts. If you don't have an estate plan, the state has one for you. The state of Texas has an estate plan. You know, for if you die intestate without a will, without a trust, mm-hmm. they have a an estate plan for you and you may not like it. Plus, you know, we talk about our mission statement here at Chessman Wealth to help you be a better steward of the resources God has provided to you. That's not being a good steward. I mean, instead of having the government eat all up your money or have it go into legal fees, mm-hmm. and you've heard lots of stories about this, like Aretha Franklin and all these oh, people yeah. that didn't really have, she had like something written down on a napkin or something. That's not the way to do it. It's not being a good steward of it. That's not taking care of your family and the ch- causes that are important to you. So I'd say it's even more important than than ever as your wealth grows to make sure that you have an adequate estate plan. And we've talked about this too, Ben, the difference between estate planning and wealth transfer. So I would think of it as more of a, as you want to be a good steward and you want to have a good, solid wealth transfer plan in place to make sure you're taking care of the people and the causes that are important to you. All right. So is there any, I guess, way examples you can share kind of how you guys help high net worth individuals? I know you work with quite a few. Yeah, the the way we do it, and we've talked about this a lot as well, the whole concept of our process, the Smart Choices Wealth Management Solution. And the way we do this is once a quarter or so, we bring in a team of professionals, usually an estate planning professional and a CPA and an insurance specialist. And we go around and we brainstorm about our uh, client situation and those four quadrants that I talked about, wealth transfer, wealth enhancement, wealth protection, and charitable giving. And we then come back to the client and say, here's some of the ideas that came out of the meeting. And then when we help slowly over time, tackle some of those, we start with the most pressing, most important, and then we just come back to it all the time. So, you know, the reason I started the firm was because I wanted to do financial planning and I wasn't being done where I was before. And I said, if I'm going to do financial planning, I better have a process. So we have a process that we follow to help our high net worth individuals make sure they have the proper planning in place. All right. Again, if you want to get that process started, chessmanwealth.com is a great place to begin. You can get plenty of resources up there to help you out, including our podcast. But if you want to just talk with Wade himself, you can schedule a meeting by going to chatwithwade.com, the easiest way to get on Wade's calendar. And now, this month's Kingdom Minute, where we learn what the Bible says about managing money and how it applies to your life. All right, let's shift gears now and go to our Kingdom Minute. Well, I thought it would be interesting, Ben. Uh, We talked about some retirement planning myths, right, for high net worth individuals. I thought it'd be cool to maybe talk about some commonly misunderstood verses in the Bible about money. Okay. Because the Bible has a lot to say about money. There's 2,300 related verses in the Bible about money. The first one that I thought I'd highlight is 1 Timothy 6.10. Probably the most misunderstood verse would be, um, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, it seems pretty clear, right? But however, it's often misquoted as money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. The incomplete reading of that verse misses the point really entirely. Money is simply a tool that can be used for good or or bad. But the love of money is always destructive and sinful because it replaces our love for God as a form of idolatry. So that misinterpretation has led some to think that people with fewer resources are somehow more godly than affluent people. The Bible really never teaches that. And if you need any more further clarification about the meaning of 1 Timothy 6.10, the second part of the verse 
provides it. It says, some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So that's what the love of money will do. So that's the first verse that's, yeah. I think, sometimes misunderstood. Second one is, is Luke 18, 24 through 25. And these verses state how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. So some people interpret this to mean that there's righteousness and being poor and being rich is a sin. That's not what Jesus is teaching. He's calling out those who think their riches, their works, were by their salvation. So those who heard Jesus say these words were confused too. They asked, well, then who can be saved? And Jesus went on to say, the things that are impossible with people are possible with God. But the teaching there is fundamental to the doctrine of grace. We can't go to heaven by our own efforts, but only the grace of God through faith. And in the next chapter, the very next chapter, Luke 19, Jesus further makes the point in his encounter with Zacchaeus, the crooked but repentant tax collector. The man was probably still quite rich even after returning more than he'd stolen, but Jesus said his faith had saved him. So that's number two. The last one is Luke 12, 34. The verse tells us, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Again, it seems very clear enough, but some people get confused and think it's saying the opposite. They mistakenly believe the verse is saying there's a difference between your treasure and your heart. They think they can separate their earning and spending from their love of God, but we can't. Our monthly bank statements are a reflection of what we hold in our hearts. We're spending money in a way that dishonors God. It's an indication of our spiritual condition. So thought that was a good one. Three verses that sometimes get misinterpreted. Not that anything would ever get misinterpreted in our world today, but... <laughs> <clears throat> we're going to pass use, those along. We can always use a little bit of clarification and truth here on the podcast, Wade. So there you go. We appreciate that. Well, always enjoy your kingdom minute, putting a biblical perspective on finance and financial planning, and hopefully gives you a new perspective on things. So we always enjoy that. All right, we'll close out this episode of the podcast. Again, thanks for being a part of the Monday Night Podcast. If you have questions for Wade, chatwithwade.com. Start there or log on, Chessman Wealth. Wait, have a great trip to Fayetteville, and we'll talk to you on your, when you return. Thank you so much. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.